This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody? Jeff Kasouf here with Dan Laletta. Both of us from The Equalizer, obviously, excuse us if we stutter at all, we are in the frigid Chester, Pennsylvania, Talon Energy Stadium, uh, a very cold day here for the first day of She Believes Cup, um, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Quick programming note, we're here for you. We're here live, coming to you with The Equalizer Podcast, special edition, planning to do these uh, each and every game for She Believes Cup, and more going forward. Let us know if you like it, subscribe rate, listen to us on your favorite platform, and of course, if you're listening to this and you tuned in quickly, uh, still might be time. We've got 40% off the first year of annual membership to the Equalizer Extra, which gets you all the premium content interviews, some of this on-site stuff that we're doing, analysis, um, perks for events, all that beautiful stuff, and pretty much now or never 40% off, best deal on it to get you a full year, so... I think you got to act on that. Um, so, Dan, 2-2 is our final here for this U.S.-Japan game, the nightcap here in Chester. Uh, U.S. gets out to a lead, first half, Japan with the equalizer. Then we've got uh, another lead for the U.S. 2-1 and then ending 2-2 uh, with a, what ended up being a stoppage time goal for Japan. Um, Jill Ellis said you know, she was happy with the performance overall. Uh, maybe not so much inside the 18, but certainly between the 18s. I don't know if we're necessarily buying that, but um, what, what do you think? Certainly an interesting lineup selection with the midfield there with Pugh, Lavelle, and Ertz as well, the midfield. In terms of the performance, it would concern me if she was pleased with the performance and they still couldn't get three points because the hallmark of this team for years has been even if we don't play well, we can still figure out how to get a result. So how are they letting Japan get a result without playing well. And this is an okay Japan team, but I think they still have a long ways to go. Obviously, the midfield was the big question for since we found out Lindsey Horan wouldn't be here. But is it, a bigger, is it a bigger deal that Mallory Pugh played or that they went the whole 90 minutes and Sam Mewis didn't play? Hmm. Because That's I think Mewis... Question, yeah. I mean, I thought Mewis a year and a half ago was easily a World Cup starter. Then she got hurt. She's had to work her way back. But somebody must know something I don't know because I think Sam Mewis <laughs> needs to be in this midfield. Yeah, we've got no known injury issues that were brought up for no. her. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was a curious midfield. I think we went through, I mean, we had a, a post on the site from John Halloran of going through the midfield options, and obviously Danielle Colaprico dropped out right before this. Right, she wasn't going to be starting tonight, though. Right, right. But, but just in terms of the options of, of Mewis being the top one, um, you've got Zerboni, who's not necessarily 100%, but it was an arm injury rather than a, a leg or something. She's, she's back to playing. So um, I was really surprised. I mean, I don't think that we're easily surprised in, in these scenarios, but um, a, a midfield of Pew and Lavelle is, I mean, I, I joked pregame with somebody like, that's kind of like the Julie go do everything lineup. Like it, it puts a lot on Ertz to 
sweep that whole area in front of that it back floor. I don't know if she's looking for a spot for Pew because Heath kind of took over Pew's spot on the wing when Pew got hurt last year, and then Heath came back from injury, and they kind of flip-flopped. And I thought Pew played okay in there, but I yeah. don't I don't envision her as really a central attacking midfield player. Then again, she's might be the most purely talented player on the roster. She's mm. just she's old. Well, she's I mean she's what. <laughs> Is she twenty years old yeah, yet? Yeah. So she's. I mean, she's got a bright future. So is mm-hmm. Jill just trying to get her in there, no matter what, or does she actually feel like Pew is the best option? Well, I thought the interchange was good though too. From the that front, I'm going to call it five. I mean, I don't necessarily consider Ertz in. That means the front six, but mm-hmm. um, that front five, like you mentioned, I mean, certainly in the second half with substitutions, it moved everybody around. But even in that first half, you'd see Tobin dropped into you know, a, a midfield role, and there'd, there'd be a, a pretty fluent interchange. I, I think that worked. For for the most part, I think that works against the Japan where that's what they're coming at you with, and it was almost a, a fire with fire, technical with technical sort of approach. But um, I'm not sure that against a quote-unquote better team, I think people probably listen to this or going to say, what's well, Japan? But it's not quite Japan of 2015. Or, they have the know. same principles, but yeah. they're not the same this, personnel. Yeah. I think lacking maybe a killer instinct. Um, so, you know, I think I wonder if that works against, you know, I mean, different personnel, but it didn't work in France, and that was almost didn't work a, in France. And that <laughs> that France team though can win the World Cup if they play like they did against the U.S. Right. We've right. seen over the years for a long time that they don't <laughs> play as well as they can, but then yeah. that's an elite team that they played in yeah. France. And, they, you know, the U.S. hadn't played in a long time, and there's always some working excuse, yeah. whether we're overplayed or underplayed or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I thought this was a pleasing performance. I thought it was an okay performance, yeah. and they should have won the game. Yeah, and I don't think it was a terrible one either. So I guess, I, you know, I think Jill was actually fairly even-toned, even when saying she was pleased with it, which maybe is why we didn't necessarily... Well, always even-toned, <laughs> yeah, but, but so I think it wasn't like she was totally exuberant. That, I mean, I think I'd probably fall in that, that area, too, that it was a little bit of a weird one. But um, I think, too, the other thing to mention with that is Kristen Press coming on within... I think it had to be under 60 seconds. I think uh, so. Um, within a minute of coming on, I mean, even before the assist on Morgan's goal, which was a... Uh, an interesting shoulder-chested goal. Um, yeah, from my angle, I thought it might have been deflected in off the defender. No, actually, that was technique. But it was her. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was good. that was impressive. Um, but but as soon as she came on, um, immediate impact. Even in a, a couple of forays forward. Yeah, before she that. split two defenders. Yeah. I think right before that, and she's yeah. been she's a fine now. Like she's now the player. I think if the U.S. is down a goal. Yeah. Seventy fifth minute. She's the player. And what did Jill say? She's giving her a lot to think about in terms of Asking selection. Asking a lot of questions about selection, yes. yeah. So I, I think... I don't know if that's game selection or, <laughs> yeah. like, World Cup selection. I mean, I think she'll no, be, no, on, she'll be on the 23. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's Jill saying that, you know, I'm starting to come around on this idea, which I think if you look at, to your point, Pew, you know, form hasn't necessarily been there. I think you can't deny current form of press. Oh, no. That, I then, think this is the best... She has played for the U.S., and it's a small sample size, three matches and not long stretches of minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, we talked about this during the game. You mentioned that when she first came on with Sermani, but she yeah. wasn't doing that against good opponents. No. So I think this is the best she's looked in terms of changing games against teams that are actually pretty good. For the U.S.? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think I think certainly we've seen her in better form for a yeah, club. for but, sure. Um, so, so interesting one to watch. I mean, I think uh, that, you know, that's the midfield, the front six. 
The other thing to talk about here, the back line, both goals that they gave up. I think if you're the U.S., uh, when before the players came through the mix zone, I had the England game of last year. Do I have my years mixed up? Last when year. They scored in the 89th minute. It was right. two years ago. Two years ago, sorry. That, that England game in my head where they came out and they were pissed. I mean, I think it was Rapino was kind of leading the the right. vocal charge. Well, that was of that, the precursor to the France debacle. Was the next game after that? Right. That was the three in the back. Oh yes, sorry. Era. I'm thinking of France. Yes, yes. So there was a lot going on that year, but um, that's what I thought of immediately. But there wasn't quite that sense. I mean, even direct comparison, like Rapino was pretty, pretty. Well, it's interesting cute. though because. Half the players walked by and gave us the evil eye. So I don't know <laughs> like what you might have. Well, <laughs> it was because of me, yes. Big group of us, it was because I was there. But who knows what they would have said. Rapino's always even keel, so is Jill Ellis. But I'm thinking back to that England game. Okay. She, that I wasn't England at that game. She but was I, but I got direct you. about how poor that performance and result was. Now let was. me ask you this, because you're the tactics guy. Does it concern yeah. you more that Davidson just basically made a bad clearance and looked like a cross and that's a goal, or does it concern you more the second goal where Ertz misses a tackle, Davidson steps and gets nowhere, and then Dal Kemper's out of position, yeah. and then, then, I don't know, if, I think Dunn might have gotten beat even at the, in the last On a very good sequence. touch, yeah. Very good but, touch. But, I, yeah, I think to your point, the latter situation is one that is a wider issue that's more systemic, not the word, but, um, like, that's a, a communication and collective personnel thing. I think with... Tierna Davidson, it's a matter of she's a younger player. I don't think there's anything inherently bad about that, but it, there's a lack of no. experience right. there. That happens. You, have to, you make right. a bad pass. But I, I think your concession with her, like I think, I still think she'll be and has been the leading candidate to be the second center back with Sauerbrunn. I agree. But that doesn't mean it's going to – I mean, I think th- that's a close – Thing and I think what Jill likes is that Tierna's left footed and you know can. Didn't Dal Kemper get caught? It wasn't the same goal, but didn't Dal Kemper get caught out of position against Australia last summer, the Tournament of Nations? Yeah, but but also in fact, Salabrun was upfield and had right. a bad touch on it. But also at that Tournament of Nations, you've got um, Japan, same same opponent. Their first goal, I believe it was in that game that the U.S. ends up winning four two. Four one. Four one two. Um, I think it was four two. But but that first goal Japan scores in that is a textbook counterattack where Davidson gets pulled way out of position, caught between two minds. So it's not the first time we've seen something like that. And that's well, what even I was back getting. to the Olympic goal against Sweden was a counterattack goal when Salabrun got caught. Well, she was she was watching that from home. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think what I'm saying with her is that I think your concession if you choose her there is going to be you might have a moment or two like that sure but you might have a moment or two like that with anybody and you might have it with Dal Kemper who would be the other option there so um, yeah I mean bigger picture I think the issue of you know assuming O'Hara's healthy which is an assumption that you know I mean obviously she's back on the field played 45 tonight but um, that's your answer at right back right now but Emily Son has been rotating in there I think Crystal Dunn has locked down the left-back spot, although somebody here was telling me that Jill's talking about playing her in the midfield well, she, at some point. I mean, I, but, I don't like Dunn in a 4-3-3 midfield. I think she should be the right. left-back. Right, and she and it, was Because right, she needs to be but, on a wing, right. Yeah. But, um, so, well, although Paul Riley would disagree, I think. But Well, all right, but if she's going to play that midfield, then fine. But Paul Riley doesn't play a 4-3-3 the way right. Jill plays. Fair, yes, fair. The, the double, the 2-10, the 2-9. So, um 
that, I think the back line issue that we saw on that second goal where it's a that's the same thing I was talking about with the Japan and tournament nations it's a late step followed by a late step followed by a not quite in position, and then you've left somebody one-on-one, which is where Dunn had to deal with that great touch. Which it sounds like you're describing a typical U.S. goal, where we might look at it and say, wow, what great passing, but it also is <laughs> right. the other team messed up here, 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 and here, and then right. looks like a beautiful goal, which it is, but it also, most beautiful goals are the result of somebody messing up defensively. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the point's going to be, I think the thing to know, if you are if you are just tuning in, tune, put your ear to the... Put your ear to the speaker right now. I, a lot of if you're just coming back from 2015 and you're in this world of like, I see these people who haven't come around to the sport since 2015 and they're suddenly back and that gets me fired up. But I'll leave that to another day. <laughs> that you know they're like, where is the hero Morgan Bryan in the midfield or something? And it's you know, and where is Ali Krieger? And and you know, this team is a lot different now. And in 2015, you know, we'll talk about Carly Lloyd in that, but. That defense was 600, what, what, how many minutes? I think it was 6, I want to say 6, 630. 630. I think they tied the yeah, record was, was, was the Germany second, record yeah. where they went the whole six-game World right. Cup, and I think they missed it by, by, like by 20 seconds. 20 seconds, yeah. So 600-some minutes of shutout soccer. That defense, I mean, as much as you want to talk about Carly's hat trick and that, the only reason they were in that game Yeah, I think 540, was, not 630. Okay, but. right, right. Because, they, because of that back line... That's not going to be how the U.S. is going to win this World Cup if it happens. Well, I'm going to say this. It's going to be controversial, but who would you rather have coming in or right back if O'Hara goes out, Sonnet or Krieger? Hmm. I, I mean, I, I think Krieger's been playing center back for, right. for the little, most part. A little bit of both, for, but yeah. yeah for the most part, like, for a right. couple of years now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're entertaining. Sonnet's a center back. That's yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's just back to a question of who's your right back, and I think people are probably like punching the uh, screen right now on all forms, whether it's <laughs> whether it's Krieger or they're telling us that Huerta's in form out of Australia, or you know, I think fullback's just a, a question that's never answered. I think the the best answer to that is keep Kelly O'Hara healthy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Kelly O'Hara is good. She can play either side. She can attack. Yeah. She can defend. Yeah, I don't know that there's a, a good answer, though, if she's hurt. And, and we still, you know what, we didn't ask today. I mean, maybe somebody can ask at this tournament. We still don't know why Casey Short is not yeah, it's in another, a game. Yeah, that's another so, good question. Short um, Mewis must be uh, out somewhere wondering <laughs> what they need to do to get on the field. Um, all right, so a so-so result for the U.S., a 2-2 draw with Japan. Um, next up for them, uh, headed to Nashville for... England. England, and then um, and then obviously rounding out the, the tournament with Brazil and Tampa. So uh, a lot to watch for there. Um, real quick, we'll touch on, because we are uh, probably going to get the lights shut off on us and <laughs> if we're not Wouldn't be the first hypothermic at this point already. I don't know why this game's in Philly. Um, the early game, England-Brazil, uh, a 2-1 win for England. Started out horrific, I would say, in the first half. Um, Brazil looked like a, a real team. which oh, is Marta not, was incredible. I mean, Marta was incredible, but, but even beyond her, I think they were the first every ball. They, were, they, yes. they showed the initiative in a way that you would have thought those jerseys were swapped almost with, with how England typically plays and well, how Brazil's Brazil... got some talent. They just don't seem to be able to do it for 90 minutes. Or for right, that's what I was going to say. That's what they ended up doing was 
It was typical. It was like Brazil's entire existence in a nutshell, <laughs> 90 minutes in 90 or so. Minutes. And England is, you know, England's got some absences that they're going to have to overcome. Jordan Nobbs, probably the biggest one. Yep. Jody Taylor. Joe Scott's out. Quote, unquote, being managed. And yep. I mean, she's not hasn't yet been a major contributor for England, but um, I mean, England's on the short list, right? They are, but I, I mean, we don't get to see England as much from here. I mean, we just don't have BBC and that. I guess we have the illegal streams or whatever. But <laughs> never, um, yeah. Uh, you know, they win two one. Beth Mead hits a cracker. I mean, I, I think she meant it. I Phil Neville she says meant she meant it. It was it she was a knuckling, uh, a great goal. Uh, but if I'm England, I'm really concerned about my depth for one because that's being questioned with these injuries yes. and. Their midfield, uh, I mean, all respect to, to Izzy Christensen, um, who else? I mean, Frank Kirby was, I don't think, had a great day. Um, you know, Kara Walsh, I think, was sort of thrown into the fire. Well, but um, Neville went all Jill Ellis and moved uh, Bronze in there for a little bit. Yeah, interesting move. So uh, I was uh, one of a couple of people who spoke with Bronze for the about 50 seconds that she stopped because it was freezing and... and she should have gotten to the locker room as she wanted to, but um, we asked her if they trained that. No, right? I think Phil said no to training. In, I wasn't but, in that. But she said, hasn't played there in about 15 years. And oh, that's what, in the press conference, Phil Neville said just just decided one-time thing, needed somebody in there. They were, But that to that point, their midfield was getting their ass kicked. So, sure. I mean, that was... But it's also like when Jill moved Sauerbrunn into defensive midfield a few years ago. Maybe she can, that was for one friendly, I think, against a bad team, but maybe she can do it. But why do you take maybe the best player in the world at that position and move them somewhere else? Well, I think he went through it. I mean, he went, Rachel Daly was right. performing well there. And I think, but, but I think that's the point, though, right? It's sort of speaking to maybe implicitly, he's telling us about what he thinks of his options yeah, for there with, so. with the injuries that. The best option there was to move Lucy Bronze into the middle, and she's the the tough sort of DM. I mean, a little bit bizarre. But I, I think the takeaways to certainly watch for is England's depth and certainly in the midfield, um, because I'm with you on that. I think, you know, in general terms, they're in that group. But um, I don't know. I came away concerned from that game. For England? For England. Well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're – if you go back to the Euros a few years ago when they were the were they the favorites, maybe they were the favorites, but all of a sudden they got to the group stage and they eked by France, who had no uh, Wendy Renard, right? Mm. And then they got the Netherlands, wiped the floor with them in the semis, and they did not, I mean, they basically was a no-show performance. Mm -hmm. And I think if you take the U.S. out, and the U.S., I thought at the end of last year the U.S. was head and shoulders best team in the world. These three games, I'm concerned a little bit about the U.S. If the U.S. is not going to, going to be the favorite, or if you just go in and say, I think the U.S. is not going to win, then who's going to win? Germany is a bit of a mess. A couple yep. coaching changes since yep. the won the gold medal. You know, Australia, coaching change. We Mystery, don't know what's yeah. going on there. Um, well, you know, Canada just drew scoreless with Iceland. They seem to I, they play up and down have in their not competition. Been on my, they've not been in that group for You know, the Netherlands time. barely got in, and there's some concern from people who follow that team. So who, who is it? Well, I know we have some of our, our listeners who are yelling France. about Spain, which I think is four years too early to, to be saying they're going to be champions. It might but, be like Japan but, 2011, maybe. But <laughs> I don't think they're even as accomplished as that Japan team was. No, and, and I think I think it's a, that's a cool dark horse pick. 
I shouldn't say cool dark horse pick, but a legitimate dark horse pick for like. But Maybe when to go I, deep, not to win. Right, but the, man, I got to finish the sentence. <laughs> I'm saying when I say a dark horse, I'm talking like here's a team that you like don't necessarily rate for a deep run and they get to a quarter or maybe a semi if things shake out. Right. And how cool is it that we can say that on the women's side? Right. Because, you know, on the men's side, yeah, Turkey got to the semis one year. And well, 2018 was interesting, though. I mean, obviously with Croatia going, but, you know, that was a product of the lopsided bracket. But I right. think. But on the women's side, for many, many World Cups, it was five or six teams, and that was it. Yeah. And it's nice that if we can get a Spain that gets through a couple of decent teams, it gets into the semis maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. So um, a lot of tournaments going on. Dan mentioned the, uh, the Algarve Cup. We've got Algarve Cup, Cyprus Cup. Um, obviously, she believes we've got folks from Equalizer Soccer. Right, Australia's and Australia's Cup of Nations, too. if you're feeling like staying awake, if you're listening to us in the U.S. Um, a lot, I mean, pretty much every team is in action over this next week, and it's an international window, but probably the most important international window until we kick things off in France. So a lot to look for. Uh, we've got you covered on the Equalizer, certainly from a Shibli's standpoint in particular. I know a lot of you ask us why. Well, a lot of you listening are in the U.S. We're in the U.S. That's uh, a big team for us and a big team for you. So that's why we cover it so extensively. Um, you should hit up EqualizerSoccer.com and check for content coming out of Philly. Dan's, Dan, myself, Harjeet, uh, we've got a couple of photographers here. Uh, we'll have people in Nashville, in Tampa, giving you all the, the content your heart desires. Equalizer Extra, 40% off first year of annual uh, membership. It's a spectacular. It's our best deal ever thus far. Can't promise it would be a better one. Um, so go ahead, equalizersoccer.com slash subscribe. If you like this, subscribe on Apple or Stitcher or whatever you're listening to. Rate us. Um, thank you for listening. Here from Philly, I'm Jeff Kasuf, Dan Laletta.